This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. I'm Dane Lobb. I'm a public safety specialist with PG&E. If you encounter a downed power line, you need to stay away from it. Call 911. Let our first responders come out and handle it. Police and fire will respond as well as PG&E. PG&E will make the scene safe. You're listening to NBC Sports Radio On Demand. You're listening to NBC Sports Radio Weekends. This is the Two Robbies Football Show, your number one source for Premier League football on NBC Sports Radio. Now, here are your hosts, Robbie Musto and Robbie Earl. Hey, today in terms of goals, but it livened up into a very interesting match day. Eight games and some very important results today. I'd say Manchester United beating Swansea 2-1 was very important. He's still here, Robbie Earl. Louis van Gaal is still there. You would have kicked him out two weeks ago. I asked for some patience, give him a little bit of time. It's not been great, but it's improving, my friend. Robbie Musto, there's a norm now in, in the game where managers have rolling one-year contracts, so year to year. So at any point, the, the club can get rid of the manager and they'll owe him a year's salary. I'm going to introduce you to the new contract of Louis van Gaal. Week to week. We're basically managing the situation week to week, Rob. I think we're in the, the situation where... Two bad weeks, two back-to-back poor results for Louis van Gaal, and I think no. he, he loses his job. It, I saw the, the broadcast today, and, and, and Rebecca talked about a, a tweet that was put out there that the fans had, had got like a fanzine. And on the front of the fanzines, it said, no more bore draws, Louis van Gaal. The, 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 the club and the fans want something more. They want excitement again. They want a little bit... Uh, they want to pay their money to come and watch Manchester United and come away a little bit exhilarated and, and, and with a bit of style and a little bit of class. That's not happening. Again, at half-time, it was nil-nil and it was looking poor. And the, the reliance, Robbie Musto, the over-reliance on this kid, Anthony Martial, is becoming unbearable at this football club. He scores a goal, he makes a goal. It's almost like this kid's going to have to play every game from now till the end of the season if Manchester United are still going to have this threat and listen you can talk to me about the win you can talk to me about time let me give you one very very important thing that happened in this game Lucas Fabianski came up late on headed a ball that went inches past the post let me tell you if that goes in and, and, and the embarrassment that that has on Manchester United could well have been the last uh, minutes in charge of Louis van Gaal <laughs> Stop being so negative, will you? Fabianski Listen, headed you past said, the post. You said in that statement they want to see style and class. If Correct. those two goals for Manchester United yeah. didn't smack 
of mm. style and class, and I don't know what did. When Granted. Rooney's return to form, the goal was spectacular. Anthony Granted. Martial uh, is developing game in. It's mm. becoming better every single game. Played on the left-hand side today. And just a little bit of, um, you know, background and a little bit of credit, yeah. I think, for the manager. You know, I didn't expect him to change the system because they played quite well against Chelsea. He didn't win the game, but they were a little mm. bit better. He changed it. He wanted to attack a lot more. He played with three defenders. It wasn't a five yeah. at the back. It was three yeah. at the back. Martial was down the left-hand side. Ashley Young down the right-hand side. Schneiderlin and Herrera were allowed to get forward in the middle of the park in support of Rooney and Mata. He is trying to... to, to correct the problems or to help the problems of attacking mm. and scoring goals. I get it. Um, I still maintain, Robbie Earl, that this isn't a Van Gaal coaching style big, big problem. It's more about the personnel. And I don't think mm. the, the, the class players that we've seen before, they haven't got a Giggs, they haven't got a Cantona, a Van Nisseroy, a Cole, as you said. You know, it's, it's a different United. It's not the same class. So it is a struggle. I don't say correct. that it isn't, but I think mm. you've got to accept that He's not a bad coach. He should be given a bit more time. There should mm. be patience. He will get some signings uh, in January to try and bolster his team. He desperately needs some attacking help. But I just think credit where credit's due, Robbie Earl. This okay. was better. The last uh, listen, couple of games have been better. Can't argue with the goals. It's outstanding goals. Yeah. Martial, Robin, and, and you've been down this road. He's a very young player with a, with a big fee who's doing exceptionally well. But you know and I've often talked about, you can't be totally reliant on these kids at that age. One, the mm. physical stress, the mental stress. B, the the, the, the trying to get goals every week, he's going to have some inconsistencies in his form. That is a little bit of a worry, but outstanding talent, no doubt. Second thing, big fact, Robbie Musto. Nil-nil duel last weekend against Chelsea. Bottom half team. Nil-nil, everybody's going crazy. Great result. This is Manchester United. Nil-nil, bottom half team. 2-1 against a Swansea team that uh, haven't kicked a ball since a long, long time. Going crazy, you know, improvement, great. They, are we, are, are the standards of Manchester United dropped such that we now, just any win is a good win, any performance is a decent performance as, as long as they don't drop? Is that where the standards are now, Rob? Because for me, that isn't, that isn't where I hold Manchester United. That's not the Manchester United I've either grown up or I've watched over the last 20, 25 years. Maybe if that's what you're telling me, I've got to lower my standards, then yeah, 2-1 Swansea, hey, they were brilliant. Nil-nil at Chelsea, give Louis van Gaal a five-year contract. <laughs> Listen, I think, I think that it comes down to this, right? And I, I think, um, and this is where I think we differ. I think what you're saying is, if a different manager is coaching Correct. this exact same bunch of mm -hmm. players and team yeah. and quality and young players, and Martial yeah. is going to be asked to play yeah. week in, week out with your new guy coming in, are mm -hmm. they going to be that much better? That's is, where is they Is he differ. getting the most from this group? That, that is a question that I'm really posing. Is Louis van Gaal getting the most from this group of players? I, I think... They're, of course, they could do better, but not a lot better. They're fifth place now in the Premier League. They're not too far off of breaking into that top four. Um, should they have better players, Rob, in advanced positions? Absolutely, yes. Should he have kept Javier Hernandez? Absolutely, yes. Didn't give him enough chances, enough, enough opportunities to show what he can do. So I think there's a lot of personnel problems that I, that I think he's brought on himself, and that's why we're discussing a, a, a striking situation or attacking third that's not great. But I still think with a couple 
couple of star player additions. Then you sprinkle in your younger players and your Matters and your Rooney coming back to form. Your midfield is, is decent with Schweinsteiger and Snylin and Carrick and Herrera. I just think it's not as bad as what people make out, Rob. Am I jumping through hoops and do I think this is fantastic? No, but if you're going to fire a manager all the time when they just start to drift out the top four, where are United ever going to be going? I'm not going to fire a manager, though, Rob, but... Uh... Part of me was a little bit disappointed when I heard Louis van Gaal after the game almost say that he, he enjoyed the first off because there was control. It was a nil-nil, but he enjoyed the first off. A little bit more from the second. This is how he explained the performance. I have to say that uh, I enjoyed the first half more than the second half, but we scored in the second half. And that's the big difference. When you score, then uh, it's a different world. We scored two beautiful goals. Now, it could not be better, I think. Yeah, I, I just put it out on Twitter, Rob, a little bit about some reaction mm. of, of this Man United performance and should it be given time, etc. And just trying to get a few of the fans' comments here, a few, and, and Keith Strom tweets us to say, still very deliberate. This was the slowest mm. game of the day. Man United Football Club are unwatchable. Rob Karlowski tweets us to say, a home game, and LVG won't play two strikers, no imagination. So, absolutely, I just think, you know, Maverick, another one here, won't make a difference. His system doesn't allow attacking talent to flourish. So, mm. listen, these tweets are agreeing with what you yep. say, that this coach isn't utilising the players that he's got well enough. I still maintain it's the players that, that aren't ready to be stars for this club and that are not good enough to go out there and, and, and clean the floor with everybody that comes to mm. Old Trafford. I guess the debate continues. I'm with you, Rob. It's going to be week by week as Louis van Gaal manages this team and see if he can sort of nurse them into a bit of form. He talked about two quality goals, and let's talk about the other Manchester team today, Manchester City, who came back from a goal down. Two quality goals in less than three minutes, one by Yoyo Toure, one by Cunaguero. People are suggesting, I heard on, on the, the show today, that you know they didn't play well. Cal didn't think, thought they were a little bit lucky in getting the result today. But when you've got that much quality, Rob, is it just quality that counts on the day? I, I got mixed feelings today. I think I think um, I said uh, you know in this performance, I, I don't think it's lucky that they they scored those two goals because they got two great players. Joe Hart came up with some good saves. That's not luck. What I would say is that I thought they were were not far off of awful not far off of awful wow. up to the last wow. kind of 20 minutes Rob I mm. looked at some of the players we we have a big tactical camera view in the studio yeah. and you can see De Bruyne Yaya uh, David Silva um, just jogging back when Watford went forward do you know what I even wrote down mm. on my notes as the game is going on do they want do they want to win the league by the way do they mm -hmm. really want to win mm. the league because I didn't see any kind of enthusiasm you know it was almost like does anybody care does anybody care that they could potentially go six points behind Arsenal? And out of nothing, you get these two wonderful strikes, great goals, and you kind of think, wow, they're not lucky, but they mm. can't, in my opinion, they can't play like that and expect to win the league. I thought it was poor until those two moments. See, I wasn't quite as harsh. I didn't think they played great. I thought it looked like it was an effort for, for Manchester City today. And mm. when you go to Vicarage Road and when you go to Watford, I, I was thinking to myself as watching these three tests. The first test is your mental approach. Are you, are you ready to take on a team that, that's going to be all action, that they're going to challenge for every ball in a stadium that's going to be buzzing, especially when the big guys come? So mentally, are you in the right place? 
place. Defensively, you have to be good against the, the best probably strike partnership in, in the league, Igarlo and Dini. You've got to be right at the back. And then going forward, they've got a decent defence, midfield who sit in a, in a diligent in front of them. So you've got to have your attacking threat. So a lot of your game has to be in good, in, in good shape to go to Watford and get a result. Now, the end of the day, and we're talking about the fourth game of a, a hectic holiday mm. period, it was a Man City team that didn't play well, but... They had two players on the football pitch within 155 seconds could change the way of the game. Yoyo Toure looked like he couldn't pick his legs up 10 minutes before he scores, then gets on the end of the corner, a wonderful finish. Cunaguero drifts from that offside position, gets himself between defenders, just that cleverness of, of knowing where to be. It's a magnificent header for, for somebody as small as him to generate the, the power in, in the ball and get it past the goalkeeper. All of a sudden, now, if you've got that quality in your team and you put the work rate in, I think that's enough, Robin. And I think this was a big, big day for Manchester City. Like you said, this could have been a six-point gap. Could have been the criticism piling in. Well, critics have had to hold the tongue a little bit. They're three points behind now. I think when mm. we, the title's decided, they'll look back on today, both Arsenal and Manchester City, and both know it'll be a pivotal day. Yes, yeah, I'm just, i just not feeling the enthusiasm that you're feeling, Robert. Mm. Do you know what? It's, well, it almost feels like, I know they won the game, uh, and it's a big psychological boost, but I almost feel, after watching that, you know what? I'm less confident now that Man City Ooh. are going to win the league Ooh. because of the attitude, hold application on, and the struggles. Robbie Musto U-turn. I can hear one. Not, I can hear another Robbie Musto U-turn. in terms of my confidence of them winning it Ooh. after that performance, and I know they won, so I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not one to paper over the cracks with the performance mm. and say a knee-jerk off the result. I still thought I saw bad signs in that game. They got the win, but, but in terms of me predicting them to win the league, mm, I, you know what? I think they've gone down in my estimation rather than up on the back of that. Anyway, listen, time to take a break. We're going to be into the second segment. We talk about Liverpool struggle against West Ham. We've got loads to talk about. You're listening to the Two Robbies on NBC Sports Radio. NBC Sports Radio. Download the app or hit us online. Either way, we're everywhere. Stay tuned. More coming at you next. Sound off here. Here. You're listening to NBC Sports Radio. Follow us on Twitter at NBC Sports Radio and on the web at NBCSportsRadio.com. Because around here, our game never stops. Welcome back to the Two Robbies Football Show. Now, we always want to get uh, comments and tweets and, and opinions from all our fans. We've got some phone callers now that want to speak about some of the games today. Let's go to the phone lines, Robbie Earl, and we've got Izzy. Izzy from Fairfax, Virginia. Izzy, you're through to the two Robbies. Hello? Hi, Izzy, you're through to the two Robbies. Hi. Uh, sorry, I was going to comment on... Sorry, I was going to comment on... Um, Arsenal? Uh, no, sorry. Uh, United and Van Gaal, but... Can I talk about Arsenal and the prospects of winning the league for a second? Yeah, whatever you feel strongly about, just uh, tell us how you feel. Absolutely. All right, well, I think that City does really need company, but I think Arsenal will have enough to top them even with company. Once uh, Sanchez and Cochrane come back, I think they did a pretty bad job off the ball, but uh, I can't see that happening with uh, Sanchez and Cochrane. 
Yeah, it's interesting. You talk, Izzy, about the players that are going to come back for, for all. So I think that's going to be important second half of the season. They're going to be a little bit fresher coming back with, with um, you know, at the right time, give the, the team a boost, almost like new signings. And it's interesting, there's been a bit of talk about Arsene Wenger spending some money. We know he's bought one midfield player they've just got a, or trying to get a work permit for. But there is talk that he might spend some money in the window. So maybe the, the, the pennies drop with Arsene. Maybe he feels this time is going to be, be their goal. But, um, yeah. Yeah, it's an Arsenal team. I, I watched this Arsenal. I watched this Arsenal game today, and um, it's funny, you know, because people will say, "Well, how did they play today?" And I, I thought, you know what? I've got one answer: three points. How did they defend yeah. today? Three points. Were, were they very good going forward? Three points. Now, it, it was a day when it was very un-Arsenal-like. When the football wasn't beautiful, but the three points it was was one of those ugly wins. And, and people like Robbie Muster have always criticised it. Arsenal are great when it's going great, but on the days when it wasn't, well. I'd have to tell you, they came out, they were second best uh, many times against Newcastle. Petr Cech had to come up with some big moments. Like Mitrovic missed a couple of good opportunities, yet they, they end up getting the yep. three points. They had a six-point gap, put the pressure on City, and just get the sense it's starting to, to do on with this Arsenal group, what you've got to do to, to win the title. Yeah, it's a good, yeah. good question, Izzy, and, and thanks very much for the call. And I, I think this is going to be the, the best chance that Arsenal are going to have for a very long time, uh, maybe in the future as well, when other clubs kind of re-strengthen in the summer. Um, I don't, listen, I don't mind, Robbie. I don't mind a, a team that doesn't play well, lacks a bit of energy and enthusiasm, but finds a way to win. But what's concerning is if you give up a load of chances. Now, you know, we have so many games going on at the same time. I focused on United, you focused mm. on Arsenal. When yeah. I kept looking across at the Arsenal, game. I saw Newcastle United on the front foot. I saw Newcastle yeah. United having brilliant, like, one-on-one -on -one opportunities to score yeah. a goal. And I get that it's um, three points for the victory. I've mm. given Man City a hard time. They didn't play yeah. well, but they won. And, and it sounds like Arsenal didn't play well, no. uh, and they won. But did they give up a worrying amount of chances, the chances to Newcastle? A little bit. At times, um... Aaron Ramsey still wants to get forward and wants to prove how good a footballer he is and at times he's still got to be a little bit more disciplined in that role. He left a lot of work for Flamini who yet again w w was outstanding, I thought, in front of that back four. It wasn't a good day for Arsenal, Rob. It's one of those days where normally we say it's a bad day and they lose. It was raining, their football was poor, they looked tired. Oxley Chamberlain never really gave a lift. Theo never got in the game. But my friend, again, uh, Olivier Giroud, goes for a corner, keeps it alive. Koshy only gets a bit of a toe poke to, to get the goal and, and that's all it was it's about the three points but in the past we've said about teams who've won titles they win ugly on the bad days when they don't play well they get a point they at least get a point Arsenal today did all what you need to do if you're going to win a title not play well it won't be one of those you look at the stats and look at the video and there was none of that beautiful football that combination play couldn't get Ozil in the game but they got the three points and it was huge for them and I think it gives another belief to this group that you know what we can win in different ways. Now, when our football's not working, we can be a bit more direct with the pace of, of Walcott going over the top, but we can scrap it out as well. And uh, I thought it was an important day for, for Arsenal today. One of those days, I said, when you look back, if they've won the title in May, they'll remember a wet, rainy, horrible day on the Emirates when they got three points against Newcastle and were a little bit fortunate. The January window is open. Um, Mohamed Al Nani, midfield player, mm. Egyptian midfield player. I think he's work he's working uh, working away getting his work permit, or yeah. the, the club are. Um, from today's game, do they still badly need a central midfield player as cover, or, or to, to get straight in the team? I don't think so. Listen, Robert. We, we 
We're going to make our, our, our opinion on what we saw today, which was, was a poor Arsenal. And I, and I think it's out of context if, if we take them. I think Ramsey has to understand that role a little bit more. He has to be a little bit more giving to the team during the period that, that Coughlin is still struggling. You know, Wiltshire looks like he's gone backwards again in, in his rehab. So he's going to have to get it in his head that he's going to have to sit a little bit deeper, not be in the limelight so much, not make get so many chances, but do an important job for the team. If they can do that, if they can stay in intact till they start getting some of the bodies but Alexis we're, we're hearing is, is probably going to be sometime this month is another great addition to the team might be able to switch things up a little bit by bringing him into the side I think there's enough in this group I think there's a chemistry and there's a there's a bond at Arsenal that I haven't seen before I know Lee Dixon didn't like it a couple of weeks ago they, they did the cheer before you know in, in, in front of the fans just got a, a coming together with this football club. I wouldn't mix it up t with, with too many signings. I think there's enough here to win a title in a year when everybody else is inconsistent. Yeah, I, what I saw as well, Rob, is uh, Petacek. Petacek mm. making some big yeah. saves. And there was a talk at the start of the season about how many points he was going to add. And, and I think he's been a magnificent signing and makes their defence so much better. OK, time for another break. We've got so much more to talk about. Uh, we went into Arsenal. We've got certainly going to get into Liverpool's struggle. They lost today at West Ham United. Just when you think things are going in the right direction with a new manager at this football club, it comes unstuck. There's some interesting comments from, uh, from the manager club afterwards. We'll get to that after the break. You're listening to the Two Robbies Football Show here on NBC Sports Radio. You survived the break. You're listening to the Two Robbies Football Show. Your number one source for Premier League football on NBC Sports Radio. If it's in your nature to seek adventure, the 2016 Discovery Sport was built for your pursuits. With available 5 plus 2 seating, you'll take comfort in leaving your comfort zone. Lease a Discovery Sport SE for $399 per month. For 39 months with $3,495 plus taxes, title and fees due at signing. Includes a $1,000 holiday credit now through January the 4th. Visit LandRoverUSA.com or call 1-800-FIND-4WD for details during the Land Rover Season of Adventure sales event. You're listening to the Two Robbies Football Show presented by Land Rover Above and Beyond. Well, Robbie Mosto, if Land Rover uh, above and beyond, Liverpool today were awful and below at Upton Park, <laughs> I have to tell you, and the manager, the normal one, has turned into the angry one. I think it's no day for um, being disappointed, it's a day for being angry with ourselves. And besides the moments, we were not there, um, where we should be. And I'm really, really angry today because it could have... Um, get so much more today. And today it's really, it's like, it's like a, a summary of our problems. Uh, oh my God, why we, why we have to receive goals, uh, concede goals like this? That, that's not really not necessary. And if, then react, please. But we fight it, but only we fight it again because the, 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 the game woke us up. Mm -hmm. And that's not right. Disappointed, angry, visibly mm. upset. Um, mm. 
I think it's starting to get interesting now, Liverpool. I think we're yeah. starting to go full circle, in my opinion, of what the problems have been at Liverpool Football Club. And it goes back to that little old thing that we've talked about for a long time, mm-hmm. Robbio, the transfer committee. And some of the yeah. signings are not as good as I think the club think they are. You've got inconsistent players in the team today against West Ham United. Firmino, he plays one or two good games and then he drifts away and has some poor performances. Benteke... Okay, so I've criticised him before. He's scored, and I say, okay, hands, hold my hands up. That's good. He's got the match-winning goal. That, that didn't come today, so there's very little else. Jordan Ibe shows flashes inconsistent. Coutinho, all of a sudden, Robbie Earl has gone, has gone inconsistent. It's, mm. a, it's a funny situation, and Klopp, I think, now is fully understanding how difficult this job is. It's, it's interesting, Rob, because uh, as I watch this the game, obviously it's the first one of the day, and we're all looking for Liverpool, and we're all, I think, wanting Klopp to do well in, in Liverpool to develop, you know, we, we've seen hints of it against Manchester City and against Chelsea but the reality is when, when I thought about the teams in this league and, and, and what teams are doing and how they're playing, Liverpool have probably got the 6th or 7th best squad in, in, in the league, Rob, they're not certainly top 4 and I started to break it down and said, okay if, if you're Jurgen Klopp and you're thinking right, what parts are, am I happy with, what parts are good and what parts do I need to address and whether that's bringing in new players or changing the system or working with the players I've got the goalkeeper, for me, still a question mark, Rob. I'm not convinced if you're going to be top four or think you're going to go back to winning titles, Simon Mignolet is good enough. The back four, and I'm talking now, the back four when every player in his squad is fit. Is it a back four that's good enough to be top four? I still think there's question marks. Your midfield three, let's say, in the system that you're playing, or, or, or you know, if it's a four, whatever these combination, is there enough in that... Or in that Liverpool midfield to dominate games in the way you have to, to control possession. We've seen hints of it, but on a regular basis. And then the strikers, Rob, you know, you talk about Ben Techie and when he isn't scoring, when the team aren't playing well, he, it reflects okay. on him. He looks a poor pe- player. Daniel Sturridge is still a conundrum they need to, to sort out. Apparently he's fit, but not fit enough to play. Got to get him ready. It's kid gloves with this fellow at the moment. And as good as he is, and as much as we all want to see him on the pitch, at some point, some hard decisions may have to be made on, on Daniel's story. So, we're talking from the, from the front to the back, Rob. What, which parts of Liverpool are, are okay at the moment and which parts do you have to build? I think I think a player in each line of players mm. w- is a necessity. Makes a difference. A defend, yeah, a defender, a midfield player that can play, in inverted commas. And, and when I say, mm. and you know what I mean, that can play, mm. you, I mean, and we mean, is a, is a great footballer. It can manoeuvre the yeah. ball. It might be a Xabi Alonso or maybe mm. Ilkay Gundogan of Dor- Dortmund can really yeah. play. A, a playmaking type because you've got a lot of running power there with Milner, with, uh, with Henderson, yeah. Henderson, with Emre Chan. Yeah. There's some power. Mm. There's some power in that midfield. So one of those. And up front, yeah, another, uh, uh, a different type of striker. And it just seems like you're throwing money at it all the time. But in my opinion, they need some proven quality that's not a, a, a project or not not somebody that mm. might work out Liverpool, that almost guaranteed. Let me quickly go to Twitter, Rob, because I wanted to get the... Yeah. Like, I always want to hear what the fans are thinking. I put a tweet out there. It's basically saying, why are Liverpool not closer to the top four? I'm just going to read out two or three here. We've got Kev that's tweeted saying, poor recruitment over the years when in position to recruit well. Benteke, Lalana, Lovren, Mignolet, Milner, et al. Not good enough. Chicago Red. Players are over-relying on individual ability to, to produce wins. Chemistry is low despite Klopp's mm. efforts. Too many projects. So it's all the same sort of stuff. And, and just on, on the manager himself, Rob, you know, we've heard him in, in recent weeks 
talking about the amount of games you have to play in the yeah. Premier League or in England, the wind that's so different to Germany, some refereeing decisions that he's hated of late and, and red cards that should have been given. I think he gets now how competitive this league mm. is. Do you think that Liverpool are not, I don't want to say suffering, but there's a period of time where the manager, Jurgen Klopp, is getting used to the intensity and the competition level mm. that is the Barkers Premier League? I actually don't think we'll see what Jurgen Klopp will be proud to call his Liverpool team until the start of next season. I think we're, we're talking that long. Whether there's much done in the window, we'll have to wait and see whether you can get players out and, and bring the right kind of players in. I think the summer will be a big time. I think a pre-season where he's working with the group and they know exactly what he wants. Jurgen Klopp wants to get in a position when he stands on that touchline that he knows what he's going to get from his team. And now that doesn't mean you're going to win, lose or draw, but you get a certain level of performance, which you, you weren't seen today. And there's one thing, Rob, that stuck out with me over the last couple of games, which it's a word that he's talked about, and I, I think it's held very dear to Jurgen Klopp and the way his teams play. He said his reaction from his team when they've gone goal down. Watford, he mentioned it, and he mentioned it again today, the reaction. Tells me there's something not quite with the spirit, with the chemistry, with that sometimes when you go a goal down and you have to bristle amongst each other and get each other going and make sure you stay in a game. I look at this Liverpool team, and, and I've said it under Brendan Rodgers, and it hasn't changed my opinion at all. They've got lots of players. If you 2-0 up, are going to look good players and make it 3 or 4. I think when they, when they go 2-0 down, you don't see a lot of these guys, and that's one of the worries for this Liverpool team. If they're on good days, I think we'll, we'll see those, those Chelsea days and those Manchester City days, but on bad days, we're going to see more Watfords and West Hams. Let me give you my last comment on this, and, and I'm pretty strong on this. I think what he's brought, Jurgen Klopp, is an amazing mm. emotional yeah. motivation and drive. Mm -hmm. And what I can confidently say right now is that that emotional boost is not enough. It's no, not enough not to turn them from no. a team that's kind of no. mid-table to, 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 to get into the top four. And I, and I love it, and I appreciate it, and I mm. totally think it's great a great asset of his, but it, with this squad, it's not enough. Rob, let's, let's go forward um, yeah. and, and look at another game. And your little old Leicester, your little yeah. old top four Leicester, they're going to be there. I don't want to say it's falling apart, but, but <laughs> it's a tough <laughs> stretch for them please. right now to maintain <laughs> this, this level of performance and it has to drop off mate doesn't it no it does not robbie musto leicester city uh, get, getting a, a, a point at bournemouth the bournemouth who beat manchester united are you crazy they had 10 we're men second, mate, they're second be... in the league ahead of manchester city ahead of manchester united ahead of liverpool and you're having a go at us we had not one of our greatest days jamie vardy should have scored should have added to his 15 been stuck on that for a little while riyad Mahrez should be putting the penalty away keeper comes up with a save but disappointment but you know what this group is resilient this group is as Claudio Ranieri said, it was 40 points today. The start of the season, everyone was saying, if Leicester got 40 points, that'd be like winning the league. Well, they're still in with the top four. Everybody else is inconsistent. Everybody, Arsenal didn't play well and won. Manchester City didn't play well and won. Leicester didn't play well and got a draw. That's okay. We'll be okay. Don't Listen, let Leicester. me tell you what's going to happen, Robbie Earl. Leicester City, over the next three or four games, are not going to pick up enough points to maintain in the top four. Doom you tell me. No, listen. You tell <laughs> me mm -hmm. how Leicester City City are going to yeah. go again and finish in the top four. Tell me. 
they'll do a little bit of something in the window. And, and what you forget, Rob, the, the thing I talked about with, with Liverpool and Jurgen Klopp, Claudio Ranieri knows they've got some spirit in this group, Bob. It's been for 12 months. Look through from 2015 through the calendar year at the bottom of the league or the top of the league. This team ain't thrown in. I have absolutely no worries about them. One team I have got to worry about, Aston Villa, lost again to Sunderland. And, well, it was relegation 12-pointer, never mind six-pointer as far as Villa concerned. Mm. They're almost preparing for life in the championship, Rob, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I think so. I think it, we're into miracle territory now. And <laughs> we've seen teams before, Leicester, Sunderland, that have put runs together, but you just can't see it. And the gap is getting so big. They've got eight points. They've won one game, the first game of the season. They're, what are they? They're, they're like 11 points <laughs> to safety. Crazy. And, Crazy. and we got to quickly express mm. the size of this club and the way it's, yeah. it's been slowly in decline and to think of Aston Villa not in the top flight of English football mm. is almost unthinkable big club big support a great club and I say that with, with kind yeah. of uh, you know with great um, not emotion but it is a great club and it's really disappointing what the fans are going through right now yeah and uh, I have to say one, one club who's worrying me a little bit is Southampton Ronald Koeman I mean things are going so well there it looks such a unified club arguments today that Mane wasn't right in, in a meeting. He he didn't play, that Wanyama almost led himself into a second yellow card to get a red card. All going wrong there, Rob, from, from what used to be one of the, the, the tidy ships, the benchmark, we said, for, for, for clubs in this in this league. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, I just get a sense that he, he's been he's been unhappy for a long time now, you, mm. uh, Koeman, and uh, it's almost like, you know what, enough's enough. I've got to explain what's going on here. There's attitude problem with some of the players. Wanyama today with those two crazy challenges. It's mm. like, what are you doing? You know, why why are you, you challenging like that and putting your team at risk? And, and you could have gone on and won the game and they end up losing to Norwich City. So, problems with Southampton, like, we've mm. talked about it many times and how what a great club it is and a great job they're doing yeah. there. Um, but it's a problem. But let's, let's take yeah. our final break. We'll be back um, in our last segment. We've got to talk about some games coming up. Crystal Palace versus Chelsea and Everton versus Spurs. Big games, big important games in the Barclays Premier League. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to the Two Robbies Football Show on NBC Sports Radio presented by Land Rover. Just taking a short break. No, 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 no. You can't do that. Easy there. We'll be right, right back. This is NBC Sports Radio and our game never stops. Stop, stop. Think you've got something to say? Tweet it at NBC Sports Radio or email your questions and comments to the Granger Inbox. Get it done. Get it done at NBCSportsRadio.com. Get connected to NBC Sports Radio because every day is game day. Welcome back to the Two Robbies Football Show presented by Land Rover. We've got more callers who want to talk football. Let's go back to the phone lines, Robbie. We've got Leo from Richfield, New Jersey. Leo, you're through to the two Robbies. Hi, two Robbies. Uh, Hi, can I say uh, Happy New Year? Thank you. Um, my, question, my question is, um, do you really think that Leicester could keep up in the top four, knowing that today's match, really, they had a lot of good chances. Um, I know Mavardi hit the post, and, of course, that penalty that Morris missed. 
Yeah, listen, uh, we, me and Musto disagree on this, but I, I think they'll be okay. Uh, listen, it, it's the end of a, a holiday period. They've not got the DP squads. We've seen some teams rotate lots of players. I don't think Leicester have done that. Um, I'm sure Jamie Vardy would like to have got his 16th goal of the season. Should have got it, really. Riyad Mahrez should, should have scored the penalty kick. But, you know, after the game, Claudio Ranieri talked about the 40 points, which was the, the first thing they were looking for this year. And there's a spirit and, and there's a, a belief about this group, and I think they're enjoying being at the top of the table. And, listen, when everybody else is going to be playing European football, Leicester aren't, you know. They could almost do with going out the FA Cup early and just concentrating on the league. So, I still think they'll be OK. I think the spirit about this group will, will keep them where they are. And um, I think it, it's for other teams to try and get into the top four, and Leicester are doing pretty well for, for the moment. And we're going to move forward to, uh, it's a Sunday fun day, with uh, Palace versus Chelsea, coming from Sellers Park, Robbie Musto. And this place will be jumping, we know. Sellers Park loved to have the big boys down. Chelsea still kind of finding their way under Gus Hiddink. Not quite hit form. People like Edin Hazard and Cesc Fabregas have, have not quite hit the heights, even though Jose Mourinho's gone. How do you see this one? I think it's going to be a tough game for Chelsea. Um, I think Crystal Palace, I mean, the only problem with Crystal Palace, Rob, they've got a few injuries. Connor Wickham is out. Mm. Um, Yannick Bolassi yeah. is out. Mm. Uh, Sacco is out. Gale is out. They're struggling for strikers. Marin Schramack, I think, will play up front. Uh, MacArthur and Jednak in midfield. Wilfried Zahar is going to be the main attacking threat for them on the right-hand side. I think Jason Puncham will play on the yeah. left. Interesting. But, you know, those full-backs, like. won't it? Those, those two yeah. wide guys against the full-backs was going to be a real interesting matchup. Yeah, it is. And uh, I just think on Chelsea, Rob, and, and tell mm. me what you think of this. I, I worry about their league motivation and drive. What, mm. what is, is going to because I don't think they're going to go down. They're not going to be in a relegation no, no. fight. They can't chase the, the big boys for the Champions League. They've got the Champions League coming up, the knockout stages in, in, in towards the, the end of uh, February. Hmm. Are you with me on this? Do you think that... I, well, why I, I, do we I get you. Haven't got what, a manager, what I think... Way. There's no manager what I as think, well. No, what I think the motivation is, some, some I think could be playing for their Chelsea careers. I think the next sort of six months and it's through to the summer, I think Gus Hiddink's role is to report into whether the new guy comes, talk about what's right and what's wrong at the football club, and there will be some changes because things haven't been right at Chelsea. So, I agree with you. I don't think there's a motivation at where they finish. Now, if they finish 10th, if they finish 6th or 7th, it ain't going to make an awful lot of difference and, and they probably wouldn't even want Europa League football knowing Chelsea. But, I think the motivation for their places for, for staying in, in, in the football club could be the big one and Rob we'll, we'll have to move it forward because we've, we've got give a super game mate. coming give us a prediction prediction, us a prediction on that. Yeah. I think it'll be a draw at Sellers Park I think um, there'll be goals in it but I'm going to go for a draw I think that's the most likely outcome, but I've got to go for a winner. I think the winner, if it's not a draw, will be Crystal Palace. Ooh, interesting. I say, um, we have got to move on because we want to spend a little bit of time on this. Probably, for me, the, the most fascinating game at the, of the weekend, Everton versus Spurs. Now, start the season, I think both of these teams were vying for the best of the rest title. Not maybe quite top four, but, you know, fifth or sixth. Well, in some respects, Spurs have gone one way. Everton a little bit the other, and... Would Spurs be favourites coming into this one? Spurs will be favourites. I think they go on, the, on to, uh, to win this game, but just something I've got to get your opinion on. Kane yep. or Lukaku? Who would you take Ooh. if you're Man United manager? I would take Kane. Who are you? Probably Kane for his all-round game. But it, you knew I had this coming to you, because I'm saying you're, you're the manager of these two squads and you've got to pick a goalkeeper. Howard or Lloris? Uh, Lloris. You've got one centre-forward, Stones, and I'm going to give you the choice of Alderweireld or Vertonghen. Which one do you choose? Uh, for Tongan. Ooh. Dale Lefeo or Christian Eriksen? Uh, Dale Lefeo. 
Ross Barkley or Deli Alley? Uh, right now, Deli Alley. Ooh, Martinez and Pochettino. I know you'll go Pochettino. Don't, don't forget to subscribe to iTunes to be able to download all the Two Robbies radio shows. You can catch the Two Robbies podcast each and every week in association with Land Rover. Make sure, remember Match of the Day, 11pm Eastern Time on NBCSN. Catch the eight games from today and those men and blazers will have a look at the weekend's action. That's Monday, 11pm Eastern Time on NBCSN. We'll take a weekend off, Robbie, but until then, it's, it's good night from me. It's good night from him. You've been listening to NBC Sports Radio On Demand. Napa Know How. Keeping it simple is usually a good thing. And when it comes to rewards programs, keeping it simple is always a good thing. That's why we made the Napa Rewards program effortless. All you need is your phone number to start saving on the parts and tools you need. Then we automatically give you $5 off your next purchase for every 100 you spend. So start saving today with Napa Rewards. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your Crave.